Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. Anybody who can't handle adult conversations, topics, this is your trigger warning that we are giving you right now. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. You are about to be triggered. Give me a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fucking fix this shit right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. I am so sorry to my world. I am so sorry to my world. Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. There's so much potential um, for beauty and for devastation. In this one moment, it's just almost incomprehensible that they can exist right now. So, so close. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker Podcast, brought to you by The Theology Pit. As Christians, we're called to act and not just sit back. We confront the culture head-on, dealing with social justice warriors, atheists, anti-Christians, cults, and religions. All and any topics will be socially driven. What trends publicly will get attended to publicly. Now, here's your host, Samson Kovac. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Act. Yes, this is the American Christian Thinker, and uh, you know what? I I was really debating on whether or not I was going to be doing uh, any more of these American Christian Thinker podcasts because I have a lot of other things going on in my life, and and I don't have a lot of time to deal with the just the blatant idiocy of um, liberalism and just liberals in general that I see. But there are some things that just jump out at me that force me, you know, back into this arena. Now, I'm sure people like um, Jim Quinn and Stephen Crowder and Ben Shapiro are doing a fantastic uh, job, and you really should be listening to them and uh, paying attention to what they say. But uh, here is the big, uh, the big issue. Let me adjust my microphone levels just a little bit here. Just to bring some, uh, there we go. Get a little more, get a little more volume in there. But I don't want to uh, shoot it out. Okay, so check this out. There, uh, I have liberal friends on Facebook. Okay, I, and I do for a couple reasons. Number one, I don't think that you should, you know, disassociate yourself with people just because of you know their political uh, bent or um, if they do have like a mental problem like all liberals do uh, but it also helps me to keep a pulse on the liberal agenda and what they're doing same reason I follow you know, atheist sites and, and stuff like that because I want to hear and see what you know what what is their lunacy actually taking them to today what are they actually thinking about well an ultra uber liberal and here's the thing okay you might say you know hey why are you friends with so many liberals well 
because I play an instrument that is unusual and unusual instruments that make unusual type of music because of the tunings that leads to creativity and the creativity and the artsy type are just generally liberal morons. Okay, I mean, they just they generally are very rarely do you actually come across anybody that is like an artist or a musician or anything like that, that actually has the capacity for um, abject thinking, abstract thought, that they can actually logically understand things and are reasonable. Okay, a lot of times they're just liberal parrots, and that's all that they are, and that's all that they know. They go to liberal schools, they hang out with liberal people, and everything. So I always get invited to, you know, liberal occasions, uh, things, and, and people just assume for some reason I'm liberal. I've actually had people who I know to be flaming demo- Democratic liberals want me to run for, you know, town council because they, they and they and they flat out told me we we want somebody like you in there because you know we really need an ally in there. And I'm thinking you don't know anything about me except the fact that you know I I, I play music and all of a sudden you're under this assumption that I'm you know a liberal you know douche canoe and. Uh, honestly, let's let's think about this. This is true in what I'm saying because they assume that I am that way. That means that all of the contact they've had with people who are like this. So look, if you're a musician or an artist and you are not a liberal douchebag, that you are actually a conservative, that you are actually a constitutionalist, somebody in America that can actually think, my hat's off to you. You Welcome to the club. We are a very uh, small minority within that group. So because of this, on things like Facebook, people pass things along and send things to me and everything. So... um, Somebody uh, posted this from the um, uh, the the homosexual, sexual abusing pervert uh, George Takai, the man whose career was completely in the toilet until he discovered the religion of homosexuality within Hollywood, which then made him a brave name. Oh yes, yes. Oh, he's so brave because he likes to touch butts with other guys or whatever. I don't know. Um, and then all of a sudden he starts getting you know more and more roles, and and now he's just like, well, I'm gay so I can, you know, molest people and drug them and whatever he does. Anyways, on his, you know, moronic uh, page that he has on on Facebook and he puts up a lot of stuff and we know that liberalism is a disease and that they can't think. Okay, so he passes on this video made by someone who calls himself the liberal redneck. Now, this liberal redneck guy, his name is Trey Crowder. Don't get him confused with Steven Crowder. This guy is like the the, the liberal version of um, Daniel Whitney's character. And if you're not familiar with Daniel Whitney, he's also known as Larry the Cable Guy. He created this persona to just kind of go through um, and and propel his career and he's done a, a great job with it you know but um so you get this guy and he has this southern draw and i'm from the south and i'm a godless atheist redneck liberal and stuff but you know and so he does this um this this video where he is dressed i mean he looks like a total hipster i mean that's that's just what it is but in all of his videos i'm wearing me a baseball cap and i got all this stuff i'm gonna talk about it and that, that's all he does is have this like southern draw and slang and all 
of a sudden, I speak for the redneck community, and we are the real rednecks. Let me tell you what's going on around here and that sort of thing. And so uh, all he does is spout out stupid liberal talking points, and he can, he can barely think. So I want you to uh, you know listen to this video that he did. It's, it's a, a minute and 16 seconds long. It's not very long, and we're going to take it apart just to show how just utterly ridiculous and stupid uh, liberals tend to be. Raising the minimum wage is a very divisive subject. People say things like, well, I'm a paramedic and I make $16 an hour. You mean to tell me some teenager flipping burgers should make almost as much as I do for saving lives? No, I don't mean to tell you that. I like cheeseburgers and not dying. Y'all are both cool with me. You are worth more too. It's not about giving somebody else a bigger piece of the pie than you get. It's about baking a bigger pie. You know, if we raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour, that would result in higher wages for over 40 million people. The big business says that's untenable. They say, if you make us pay people that much, we're not gonna be able to pay anybody anything. Well, y'all are never gonna believe this, but those profit-driven corporate overlords are lying. Raising the minimum wage is good for the economy. Why? Because when you put more money in poor people's pockets, it doesn't go to stock options or oil futures or any of that Harry Potter Wall Street bullshit. It goes to goods and services, gas, groceries, things that actually stimulate the economy. More pie for everybody. All right, so I want to kind of go back through and just like take apart this freaking liberal idiot in in you know what he's saying oh i got it. sorry let's jump into the next thing here all right and, and take apart just this the how freaking stupid this is i mean i can't believe i mean maybe it, it actually does take some type of intelligence in one minute to have that many stupid talking points and that much douchebaggery i mean that is extreme talent because i could never put together something that awesome in that amount of time that is that freaking stupid okay and he's sitting in the, like this hipster bar and he's you know drinking his hipster beer and you know and all this stuff and check it out i'm the liberal redneck let me explain this to you so yeah let's take apart the um the idiocy here of this liberal redneck and, and, and what he says about raising the minimum wage. Raising the minimum wage is a very divisive subject. People say things like, well, I'm a paramedic and I make $16 an hour. You mean to tell me some teenager flipping burgers should make almost as much as I do for saving lives? No. I and no, I don't mean to tell you that. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually you do. Actually you do because a paramedic Okay, the way that paramedics make money is usually through the insurance companies. I mean, anytime uh, you know that I've ever gone to the hospital or anything, or gone gone to the paramedic and stuff, um, you rarely get a bill. Okay, from the paramedic that is not covered under your insurance or at least a tax write-off later on. Okay. So it's not like there is competing paramedic services. Okay. I don't call, you know, who are we going to go to the hospital with? I'll call, you know, Joe Bob's paramedic service or call, you know, uh, the, the super paramedics or the paraparamedics, you know, whatever. No, it's not an open system. It is a closed system. There are laws that govern it. And since you want the government in charge of everything, the government's going to set the rates for those. Okay. So raising the minimum wage doesn't do anything 
for things that you've already put in place for the government to control, number one. Number two, you obviously don't understand how economics work at all, period, zero. Okay, if you have to pay somebody $16 an hour to flip a burger, okay, in order for that establishment to make money, they have to charge you more. You see, here's the problem, you idiot socialist. You cannot sit there and name what price things are going to be and then expect them to be there forever, okay? Case in point, Venezuela, all right? If you if you would like to see how crappily socialism works in doing stuff like that and just saying these people should be paid this much and this uh, burger should cost this much and only, you know, the bread should only cost this much, look at Venezuela in like 2007, okay? Even in 2007, it's still going downhill. You know, it was still going downhill there, but it was somewhat sustainable. And Hollywood and these liberal, you know, douches freaking loved it. Um, the Parks and Recreation had an episode where they had, you know, mythical people come from Venezuela and sit there and just talk about, oh, we have all this money because we have all this oil and our parks are the greatest and blah, blah, blah. And we'll bring you solid gold guns and like all this stuff. And everything made it just seem like it was like this socialist utopia. And yet here we are less than 10 years later and it is just gone to crap. It is just because they would say you cannot charge more than this much for bread. And they would and, and and the people making it would say but it costs us more than that to actually make the loaf of bread. And they would say we don't care. That's how much you charge. And then they would go out of business and the government would say, "See, these th- you know, these people were just trying to price gouge you. They were just trying to do you know, and that's because they don't understand how economics work. They have no flipping clue because liberalism is a mental disease. And he now this guy's even going to show us even further how much they don't understand how the economy works at all. Don't mean to tell you that. I like cheeseburgers and not dying. Y'all are both cool with me. You are worth more too. I think PETA would have a problem with that. I like cheeseburgers and not dying. Oh, then I know all the vegans are out there screaming, yeah, but when you eat a cheeseburger, not only are you murdering and raping animals, but it's causing toxic amino acids to fill up your arteries and you're going to die of heart disease. And we're true socialists, so it should be illegal. You know, I mean, okay. So, I mean, he's already ir- irritated, like part of his own base, just in saying something like that. Not only that, but he has a Southern draw. And he's and in other videos, he's addressed how, you know, liberals tend to hate him just uh, for where he comes from. Imagine that, liberals being intolerant. It's not about giving somebody else a bigger piece of the pie than you get. It's about baking a bigger pie. How do you bake a bigger pie and someone get it back? Okay, you have to grow the economy. Do you know how to grow the economy? Do you have any idea how to grow the economy? Okay, first off, what you don't do is get government involved because government is like another bill on top of your economic plan. If you have to have the government come in and let's say regulate something, Okay, how do they do that? Well, first they have to come up with the laws to regulate it. Okay, well, that's going to take a, a, a team of lawyers, a team of people actually uh, writing that law. And it's not like our lawmakers do that. I mean, don't, don't get that confused. All right, so they have like, you know, teams that do that. You have lobbyists that have to get involved. You just have, you have all kinds of things that are going into it. And then let's say you get it passed. Great. Now we have a new government administration that has to be funded. 
Okay, so they want to get funded. Now you have more money and more taxes going to fund this uh, this administration. Okay, this overseer. All right, and then they come in, and then they're going to charge you for that, and they're going to make you do a lot more paperwork, which hey, maybe means you have to hire another person. So not only do you have to pay more for this regulation through your taxes, then you have to pay more in what these taxes and what these regulations are going to cost you. And then you may have to pay another person. You may have to hire on an additional person to actually handle that because you're trying to run a freaking business, okay? You don't have all the time and the money in the world to just spend on whatever because, hey, you're actually someone that works for a living. You're not a liberal douchebag. You know, if we raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour, that would result in higher wages for over 40 million people. Hypothetically, hypothetically, it would. 40 million people would, yeah, it would raise their their wages. Like, you know, kids in uh, high school that have like high school jobs, like, you know, people flipping burgers, like that kinds of stuff. Yeah, hypothetically, it most certainly would over 40 million people if those jobs are there. If people can afford to pay it. Now, what if the companies can't afford to pay it? Because it's not giant corporations and businesses that this thing happens. I mean, go think of like, uh, you know, a, a big corporation. Okay. Take Google, for example. All right, let's take Google as an example, or maybe like ExxonMobil, one of the big oil companies, or you know, just these huge companies. Do you think that they're paying their their, their workers minimum wage right now? No. Not at all. Who pays minimum wage? Small businesses. Okay? People who are small business owners. That's who it does. Raising the minimum wage hurts them. Putting more regulations on hurts them. It hurts America. It hurts the economy. You don't freaking understand that because you've never produced anything in your life, you liberal douchebag. All you do is you go and whine and cry about stuff. And I don't And then you expect people to give things to you. So, no, that actually doesn't raise the minimum wage for 40 million people. It causes a lot of people to lose their jobs. Probably to cover that, let's say that, I don't know what minimum wage is, but let's say it's like eight bucks an hour or whatever. And so you're saying, well, double that. That's fine. In order for these small businesses to actually be able to cover that and still keep their razor thin line of profits, they would then have to lay off. So you're making 20 million people unemployed and you're giving 20 million people a raise, but now you have more people who are unemployed, which means that we need more taxes because we have to raise the the Medicaid, we have to raise yeah, Social Security, uh, welfare, and everything. So the people who you then gave the minimum wage raise to now have to pay more in taxes, or they will have to pay more in taxes. Now this goes down the line because people are naturally going to have to charge more for their products. Okay, so that means that everything that you buy will go up and get more expensive. Do you understand that? No, of course not, because you're a little liberal douchebag. So let's listen, uh, liberal douchebag, to how you think. Big business says that's untenable. They say, you make us pay people that much, we're not going to be able to pay anybody anything. Okay, nobody says that. No uh, no, uh, place... You know, no, no business says, if you make us pay that, we're not going to be able to pay anybody anything. In the history of everything, they have never, ever said that. They said that, listen, I've owned my own business before. Okay, payroll is one of the biggest uh, uh, sections of your um, uh, 
of your, let's say your expenses. Okay. I mean, I, I, and I ran a, a food industry and payroll was still at the top. It was you know, probably around like 50% of, of where it went to. And, and that's with razor thin uh, margins also, but let's, let's listen a little bit more here. Y'all are never going to believe this, but those profit-driven corporate overlords are lying. Profit-driven corporate overlords. Okay, who is that? That is, I mean, what? I mean, the, the the local business that you're trying to hurt by doing this. Like I said, the people he would call the corporate business-driven overlords. You know, he's talking about uh, you know big corporations that don't pay minimum wage anyways. Raising the minimum wage is good for the economy. Why? Because when you put more money in poor people's pockets, it doesn't go to stock options or oil futures or any of that Harry Potter Wall Street bullshit. It goes to goods and services, gas, groceries, things that actually stimulate the economy. All right, I want to talk about, I, I let that play for a little bit longer because this freaking douchebag idiot has no idea what he's talking about. All right, so he says, it, let's let's look at the bad things. So let me let me rewind this here and let's talk about the bad thing. Okay, when you put more money in poor people's pockets. Poor people's pockets. It doesn't go to stock options or oil futures. It doesn't go to stock options or oil futures or any of that Harry Potter Wall Street BS. This is somebody who doesn't understand the economy. Okay, so what he's saying is that poor people have money. What they don't do is put it into stock options or oil futures, things that will give them a return in which they can make more money, things that will stay ahead of the inflation because of his liberal douchebag policies that will actually give them some type of retirement. Okay. They can't, they can't do that. They can't invest it in a business and actually help a business. Okay. And it's funny that he mentions oil. Okay, you can't put it in ExxonMobil or something like that. You know, you can't do that because, you know, that's a bunch of Harry Potter, Wall Street stuff, like as though the, uh, you know, the investing platform in Wall Street is such a huge mystery. Well, you know what? Maybe if you didn't teach and push Common Core math with your, you know, idiotic teachers unions that, you know, just want uh, results for test scores in order for to get bonuses and actually teach people things, uh, then you wouldn't have that kind of problem where people think that, hey, I magically put it in here and it magically you know, happens. That's just a ridiculous, ignorant understanding of how the economy actually functions and how you know investment portfolios function. I mean, these are the same people that, that scream and cry about um, you know pensions for uh, you know teachers unions and stuff like that. Well, what do you think the uh, the pensions are? What you think it's just like a, a giant mattress you know sitting in uh, D.C. or something that they just randomly take money out to pay people? No, it's invent it's invested in stocks and bonds and, you know, the Harry Potter, Wall Street BS, you know, this this magic stuff. But then what's he say? No, don't invest. Don't, you know, poor people don't put their money. Please don't put your money in, in an oil company that would make you money. What are you supposed to do with it? Harry Potter, Wall Street bullshit. It goes to goods and services. What kind of goods and services? Oh, it goes to goods and services like gas. Like gas. Don't put it in oil companies that will actually make you money. No, put it into your car. Put it in the gasoline, which gives money to the oil companies in which you won't get a return. So please don't give money to oil companies by investing in them. Just give it straight to them. 
Okay. Oh, and, and what else does that benefit? It benefits states. Okay, Pennsylvania has one of the highest uh, gas taxes. It's insane how much they charge. So please, give your money to the state, because the state will take care of you, and give it to the oil companies, because, hey, they're the ones that are buying everything off and, and paying for liberal douches like me to actually do stuff. And he'll come back and say, I don't, get, I don't get any money from oil companies. No, liberal douche, but your whole platform does, okay? Um, so, yeah, that's what you do. And then it goes into groceries. Okay, so how do you get those groceries? Well, they come in on trucks that use gas and oil. So please, by all means, if we give you more money, don't invest it to make more money because we got to keep you poor. Okay, just give it straight to those rich, evil overlord companies that we hate and stay away from the magic. I don't understand the economy stuff of Keynesian economics. What? What's that? I don't know. Groceries. Things that actually stimulate the economy. Yeah, because we certainly know that um, public and private enterprises do not stimulate the economy. Okay, um, I remember someone saying one time, "Well, if, you know, if, instead of giving everyone a three million dollar tax break, what if we gave everyone fifty thousand dollars, and then they would take it and they would spend it on, uh, you know, something, get you know, pay their house off, or you know, have a handyman come and fix their house and that sort of thing." And I'm like, "Okay," and then what happens the next year, and who pays for that? Oh, well, you know, it'll 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 stimulate, it'll jumpstart it. No, no, it won't. Because people budget in businesses not just six months out, a year out. People have three-year plans, five-year plans, 10-year plans. And if you have a law in place to say, we will reduce the taxes by this much for the next five years, you can budget for that. And then you can set your prices accordingly and you can be more competitive. If it's going to be a one-shot deal, you're going to try and get as much as you possibly can and then just try and coast till you get you know, a tax break where you can actually make money. Okay, It's, it's a profit-driven system. All right. More pie for everybody. More pie for everybody. Yeah, for a second. And like I said, it's not more pie for everybody. So, you know, it's liberalism is a mental disease and they have no idea how the economy works. And this guy is sitting in this hipster bar drinking this hipster beer. Okay. And he's probably paying a little bit extra money for it. Which he should because somebody put the extra work into it and it's it's a craft beer. That's how the economy works. He doesn't even understand that even though he's sitting there doing this. Now, how did I see this? I saw this on my computer. I have an Apple computer. I'm watching this on an Apple computer. I don't know anybody that works at Apple. I really don't. I don't. I, I never met Steve Jobs. I never met Steve Wozniak. I don't know these guys, okay? So you're asking, well, how did you even get this computer? Well, they don't care about me. They made a product. They say it cost this much. I went and bought it. I paid for it. That was the interaction. That was it. I didn't have to know anybody to actually do that. Okay. They made them for as many other people and said, you know, we have a better product. We think we have a better product. We're going to put it out there and see if we do. And they did. It paid off. That's how the economy works. Okay. If you want to get a good craft beer, you know, if you don't know the local brewer personally, how do you get it? Well, then you have to go to an establishment. You actually have to use the economy. You actually have to use conservative methods, okay? You actually have to use a free market system. 
Now, a lot of people say, well, a free market sucks, you know, because that's because you're a liberal idiot and you think that we live in a free market now. But anytime there is government regulation, the market is not free. That is not a free exchange of trade. All right. And this is the biggest problem that liberals have, that they don't understand the economy at all. They, they don't know what quantitative easing is. They have no idea how the economy works. What they do know is the basics of Keynesian economics, that the government should control everything and that the government should dump money into the, the country whenever it's needed and the government should take money out of the country when it's not needed. So in other words, if there's a huge whole lot of prosperity going on and, and companies are doing really, 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 really good, well, then they should um, they should take all the money out that they possibly can and store it away for the winter like if we have a Great Depression and then they can dump it all back in to stimulate it. Okay, well, just like we learned in Pennsylvania with a wolf in wolf's clothing, Governor Wolf has never met a tax he didn't like. That's why I pay more for any downloads or any digital products, Netflix. Netflix, anything like that, because it's taxed here in Pennsylvania. Thank you, Governor Wolf. And now let's just say he taxed that. For what reason? Oh, to store it away later. So if everything goes down, you think those taxes will go away? Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Uh, I think it was Ronald Reagan said the, um, uh, the the closest thing that we have to you know the eternal existence for something is a government program. And that's exactly what we have with these liberal douches that don't understand how the economy works. Thank you for listening to today's act.